It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different Hey everyone, it's your host Edward Ford and welcome to the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by growth marketing agency Advanced B2B. Advanced B2B helps B2B SaaS businesses generate sustainable revenue growth through marketing. So if you're looking for an agency partner who will help you get measurable results from your marketing, then check out advancedb2b.com for more info. Now, joining us today on the show is Mark McDougall, CRO specialist at Clarity First, and we're talking about hidden opportunities for SaaS companies during an economic recession. Now, in 2011, Ben Horowitz wrote his famous article titled Peacetime CEO, Wartime CEO, which outlined how company leaders should change their approach depending on whether they're enjoying good times of market growth or dealing with tough times caused by external challenges. Right now, we're operating in wartime, including B2B SaaS. So what should marketing teams do to get through and overcome a downturn? Well, Mark has identified four opportunities for SaaS companies, which are positioning and value, churn reduction, cost reduction, and marketing effectiveness. And we discuss those in today's episode to uncover a few different growth levers that you can pull. Mark also provides different examples throughout of how SaaS companies have switched up their marketing strategies and playbooks to help weather the storm. So let's get to it with episode number 50 of the Growth Up Podcast with Mark McDougall, CRO Specialist at Clarity First. Welcome to another episode of the Growth Up Podcast, and it's my pleasure to welcome Mark McDougall to the show, CRO Specialist at Clarity First. So Mark, a big thank you for joining us today here on the Growth Up Podcast. Hey, Edward. Glad to be here. Yep. I'm looking forward to this. And today we're talking about hidden opportunities for SaaS companies during an economic recession, which is obviously very relevant right now. Um, so I guess to start things off, like how do you see the impending economic recession that's been triggered by the COVID-19 pandemic impacting B2B SaaS businesses in particular? Yeah, so this is a good question. And, and to some degree, you know, everyone's feeling the impact in similar ways. You've got B2B SaaS, which is more or less B2C SaaS, which is basically every company is B2C to some degree. At some point down the, down the chain of value, there is a consumer, a customer at the end, an individual that's buying some product or service. So everyone's going to feel things in the same way. Obviously, B2B companies are going to see the businesses they're working with having some difficulty landing more customers themselves. And then that's subsequently going to be reflected in the way that the businesses are naturally, you know, landing more recurring revenue from their clients. Um, But something that's hitting SaaS companies generally is right now they're seeing a lot of people that are signing up for their subscription and immediately canceling it. Um, so this, this happens a lot in services where there's a lot of initial value, but someone's brand new to the, to the company and they're not really sure if it makes sense to sign up for a long-term subscription right now. A lot of people are kind of in their feelings more or less. They're, they're really in a, a fear mentality. They don't want to lose things. Um, so they're, you're seeing a lot of people signing up and immediately canceling just to see what that first month looks like. Um, which is a, a weird anomaly and, and like, human behavior in situations like this. Um, but it's, I've found an opportunity for SaaS companies to learn a little bit more about what's truly valuable about their, their, uh, their product. So I figured that'd be a good thing to discuss today. Yeah, absolutely. And you've kind of identified these 
hidden opportunities for SaaS businesses during an economic recession. And you found four of those. Those are positioning and value, churn reduction, cost reduction, and marketing effectiveness. So let's go through those. So I think starting with number one, how should SaaS companies rethink their positioning and value props and what opportunities lie within strategic messaging? Mm, Yeah. So one thing that I wanted to touch on there is that um, your customers are basically going to make sure that you're positioned properly for you, right? So that the customers that a lot of companies, a lot of specifically SaaS companies, anyone with like a recurring subscription right now, they're going to be seeing customers dropping off. But for those that stay around, those are the ones that genuinely find your product and service valuable. So if you're considering switching around your positioning um, because of the recession, you want to be having conversations with these kinds of people. So the, the, the evangelists that are continuing to pay your hundreds of dollar subscription a month, despite having to lay off their workforce, there's something about your product or service that's really working for them. And you want to make sure you understand that because perhaps when, when everything calms down and we go back to normal, we're going to see the economy start to bounce back. And if you have your positioning tightened up by then, it's going to be much easier to get people through the uh, acquisition pipeline into your business long-term. Yeah, that's super good advice. And like you said, now is a really good time to actually dig into your marketing and understanding what is working and how you should be positioning yourselves and and kind of take a deep dive into figuring out who you are as a business. And I think from this point here, can you actually give some examples of SaaS companies who you've seen do a good job repositioning and communicating that uh, value proposition now in the last month or two? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So there's a couple that... um... I want to touch on there's there's one in particular that I use and I'll, I'll get to that at the end um, but one I noticed recently I've been doing a lot of market research and it's Beaconstack that's b-e-a-c-o-n-s-t-a-c.com and they do uh, contactless marketing so normally they would create like a QR code for a local retailer and any foot traffic that's walking by uh, can scan the code and get a discount and go in or something like that. And they're the recurring service for that. They help you manage the campaigns and build your own QR codes. Pretty interesting service. But obviously right now, foot traffic is basically zero. So they've pivoted to helping clinics evaluate whether or not they can allow people into their offices uh, by having a little QR code that puts them through a quick survey to evaluate any symptoms they've experienced lately or any international travel or domestic travel or anything like that so they can help keep the public safe. And they're actively targeting clinics and uh, reaching out to them to offer a a new piece of value. And what I like about this and what I like generally about companies that are repositioning because of COVID is that they haven't completely changed their brand. I've, I've noticed, um, I've found a couple companies that have just swapped entirely to a completely new service, which is admirable right now. But I think it does a little bit of harm because you're, you're losing your message long term. Um, Beacon Stack and a couple of the others I have in, in this list here they've just made a quick tweak. They've, they haven't completely pivoted. They've added a new service, a new offering to help deal with the weirdness that's going on right now. Um, but it's still relevant to their primary offer. And there's a whole bunch of other SaaS companies that are doing great things to just help people out during COVID. Calendly is a good one. Um, I use them. They're a local Atlanta company. They help you schedule meetings. Um, they're offering free Zoom integrations, factorial HR, free services, free onboarding calls. Um, just anything that you can do to help people deal with the economic uncertainty right now is a big win. You don't have to completely reshift your business to be, we, we help people solve COVID problems right now. 
Yeah, and I think if you can integrate your SaaS business into Zoom right now, that's a that's an instant win considering how many people have been using that product. But uh, I think in addition, several people have spoken that retaining customers should be a SaaS company's number one priority in a downturn and not necessarily focus on new customer acquisition. So coming on to point number two, how should SaaS companies figure out new ways to minimize churn and retain customers? Yeah, I love this because it's really remarkable that the, the, the recession obviously is a terrible thing and it's having a negative impact to a lot of different people, a lot of different industries. But something that's really helping people understand is there were holes in their, I guess I'm using air quotes here, leaky bucket already that people were falling through. They're realizing that there are some things that aren't really working really well in their activation pipeline, getting people from, from free to paid, um, getting people to sign up initially. Um, those things just weren't, they weren't bulletproof and the, the economic recession's kind of given as a hint, hey, we need to tighten that up. So I always tell people, you should try and minimize churn. Um, if, you're, if you're looking to invest in like getting more demos, minimizing that churn is so important because you, you can just get more eyeballs on the site whenever you want. You can start marketing whenever you want. That's more or less a time thing. But if you're sending people to a site and they're, they're not making it through the entire funnel, it's, a, it's an enormous wasted effort. Um, so minimizing the churn, super important. Everyone's experiencing activation issues right now. Um, but it's just, it's more important now than ever that you're offering a valuable service. Um, and the principles haven't really changed. Talk to your customers. People are really lonely right now. They're sitting at home in their PJs, not really talking to anyone. They've got Zoom calls that they don't enjoy being on. They'd probably love to hop on a 15-minute chat to give you their thoughts about your service, just candid feedback. So talking to these people that sign up and immediately cancel to get that first, that first month is a great opportunity to reduce churn because not only are you learning more about what's value, but you're valuable about your service, but you're also getting an opportunity to build rapport with those people. And they're much less likely to, to drop off after that month. So the principles are still the same. Pick up the phone, get on with your, some of your customers, ask them how they're feeling about your product, what's valuable to them, uh, why they signed up, any competitors they've checked out and why they decided to go with you instead of them. Just really, really important that you do that right now. And for some companies, it's, it's really critical, business critical, um, because otherwise they're just going to go out of business. Yeah, and we're going to come on to cost reduction in a moment. But I think just sticking with this topic for now, what do you then think is more important for marketing teams to focus on right now? Would it be churn reduction or customer acquisition? Oh, yeah, right now I'm... I'm all on board with, with churn reduction. Um, but ultimately, you know, it, it does depend on the company. If you've got uh, five customers paying you $5 a month for your service, customer acquisition makes more sense, right? Just get in there and get more eyeballs on your product. It's hard to make an assessment as to what's, what's working well with your sales funnel when you've only got like a hundred or so people using it. Um, but if I was, you know, held at gunpoint and told to, to give a blanket recommendations for companies, it's churn reduction. Uh, because it offers new ways to land more customers as well. Um, it makes all your marketing efforts easier. And you get situations like uh, customer delight acting as marketing. Uh, I had an experience like this uh, a couple of weeks ago where I was using a, a feature on Calendly that I didn't know existed. And it was, it was absolutely fantastic. And I made a post about it on, on LinkedIn. It just made my life so much easier for scheduling things. Um, the feature was something about... Um, booking events, but not allowing more than 30 minutes, 
making sure there was a 30 minute gap between each meetings. I had no idea that existed. They sent out an email updating me that that was a feature they had. And uh, I was delighted. And I um, I tell people about Calendly all the time. I mean, I've talked about it twice already on the podcast. And little things like that, that, I mean, you can say it's to reduce churn, but it's also marketing because happy customers talk about your product in a happy way. Um, so if I was forced to pick two, I'd say, look, just keep focusing on churn, especially now. You're going to be seeing a lot of people that are looking at those recurring costs. You got to get rid of them. We need to stay afloat. Um, so churn reduction, talk to your customers, find out what's really valuable to them, and then help make that, um, make that value appear somehow in your SaaS product. Yeah, absolutely. I think product marketing to existing customers is as important now as it ever has been. Um, but as you mentioned uh, earlier on, reducing costs is also pretty big right now. So moving on to the third opportunity, how should SaaS companies and marketing teams evaluate what is a cost worth keeping and what is a cost that can be cut? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very... It's a very interesting question because it's, it's one of those things that's highly individual uh, to the individual business. You know, I can't really tell you if you should stop paying for, say, uh, I don't know, uh, Stripe or, or something else uh, that might be incredibly critical to your business. Um, I'd recommend um, a software like Custodian, if you're not using one already, to track all of the different SaaS products that you're signed up for. You'll probably find a couple you haven't used in the past two, three years. And you can just ax them. Um, that's unfortunate for them, but clearly they weren't providing a lot of value. Um, but th- this all comes down to the the value of the offering. I know I kind of sound like a broken record there, but you've got you you know if something is valuable to you because you use it regularly and you feel like it's more of a qualitative metric that people don't like, but it, it feels like it's a very useful service. You're you're not going to call that one. Um, but it comes down to the individual value that you're getting from that service. So sometimes it's a visibility issue though. You just didn't know you were paying for it. So custodian helps with that. Um, but really you'll know if it's a cost worth, worth keeping. Um, and that's the same effect that happens for your product and in the minds of your customers as well, which is why I'm super big on just having those conversations to understand what's actually going on. Yeah. I think the customer interviews and customer conversations are so important here. And I think one question I have found that is very good to qualify this is to ask, how would you feel if our product wasn't available tomorrow? Mm. And how people react gives you some indication of how important or critical your SaaS product is to their day-to-day. And uh, yeah, so, so very good to keep that in mind and to keep having those customer interviews and, and to ask that question as well. But um, like you mentioned earlier, this situation is also forcing SaaS companies to critically assess their marketing efforts and get creative with their marketing playbook. So if we come on to the final point, the final opportunity, how should marketing teams go about analyzing their marketing effectiveness right now? Yeah, uh, there's a stellar tool, Supermetrics, you can use to see what, what's going on there. <laughs> Um, just to get some some visibility into the the lead gen campaigns, but um, sometimes, uh, all right. Here, here's what I'll say about this: you've got marketing effectiveness is a really difficult thing to measure, uh, but it's, it's it's usually much more difficult in larger companies. So for smaller SaaS companies that are worried about marketing effectiveness, there's you've usually only got a couple hundred recurring paid subscribers. You'll probably have a general idea as to which which of your marketing tactics are most effective because you're probably only doing 
a handful of things at once. You're doing podcasts, you're doing content marketing. So you'll just know situations like that. You probably need more customers so you can make an evaluation as to, to which marketing campaigns are more effective down the line. Um, but something that works for larger companies is um, really understanding at the, at the basics, what a conversion is. Um, so there's, there's lot, obviously there's lots of different types of conversions. There's conversions really early in the sales cycle where people are just kind of interested about your, about your product and they maybe sign up for a, uh, a white paper download or they sign up for a free trial. Uh, they're not, they're not really keen on moving forward just yet. They're just testing the waters. You can get conversions for your newsletter. If you want, that could be considered conversions. Um, but then you have to take a look at the bigger, the bigger spectrum. First, understand what is a conversion? How do we get more paid subscribers? Where are people dropping off in that full sales cycle? Are they downloading the newsletter and then never coming back? Maybe the, the newsletter is actually not providing much value. Maybe they're finding it annoying. You need to look at that. Are they signing up for your white paper and never coming back? Well, were they just looking for a, some quick info? Are they actually interested? Maybe they're a competitor that's just trying to steal your ideas. You never really know. Um, and then are there any crazy anomalies? Uh, so if, if there's a huge drop-off in people that sign up for free trials but don't actually activate to paid subscriptions, or maybe people sign up for paid subscriptions and they're only there for three months and then they decide, okay, that's enough, what's actually happening? Is the three-month marker where the, the value has already peaked from your service? What's going on there? Maybe it would make more sense to do um, a marketing campaign focused around getting people that are interested in your service long term. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just need more eyeballs on the content, uh, to, or excuse me, on the campaigns to see what's actually happening. Uh, marketing effectiveness is really, really difficult to measure. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you're seeing your profits increase and your marketing's bringing in more people and they're not, there's no crazy anomalies with people dropping off, then you should be doing fine. Yeah. And in terms of creativity, does this situation give SaaS marketing teams the green light to say, be bold and try out radical new ideas that you might not otherwise have, have been bold enough to try? Oh yeah. I, I love this. I, I love that this is, this kind of gives people the license to do crazy stuff that they would never try before. You know, we've had a decade or so of just, enjoying the u.s economy just coasting by everything's been relatively okay um but now everything's kind of taking a nosedive and people are thinking damn we we need more customers in like the next three months what can we do and it's getting a, a fire lit under people to actually do some crazy radical marketing um but it's not really the, the radical marketing that's that effective. It's just getting out there and trying it that's, that's useful because you get the insights from your customers and the feedback from the marketing that you can then use to create ultimately more effective campaigns. Um, I, I know uh, <laughs> I've personally been really ramping up my crazy marketing tactics. I've been sending people pictures of squirrels, personalized videos um, with me just like dancing and stuff. It's, it's really fun. Um, and I think now more than ever, people need a little bit of a reprieve from the gloom and doom that's going on in the economy. So if you can delight them with a marketing campaign or send them something fun and interesting that just distracts them for a minute, they're probably more likely to give you your attention. Um, so yeah, the, the economy is definitely going to take a, it's going to be reeling from this for a little while, but it gives us the leverage 
to get up and actually try some new interesting campaigns. And I think it's ultimately going to be good for the U.S. economy. It's going to force marketers to really understand what's important about their service to their customers, really tighten up that messaging, and then having more SaaS companies that are more specifically focused on solving painful problems for people. I, I don't see how that's not a huge win for the economy. Yeah. And I think it was uh, interesting to know that this podcast came about because you messaged me about a squirrel who you've been living with during quarantine. And we kind of started that conversation from there and, and here we are. And I think one thing that I've noticed related to this is that authenticity is coming into marketing a lot more and a lot quicker than say beforehand. I think some companies like Drift, for example, had been talking about just being really authentic with your marketing and how you write and trying to get away from that corporate jargon that we see in marketing and in B2B all the time. But now people are just getting real, whether you work in an enterprise or a small business, people are in the same situation. People are taking conference calls in sweatpants. People are having kids on their Zoom calls. So everything is just becoming a lot more real. And now you're seeing that in marketing. And I, I think that's, that's definitely something that is going to benefit us in the long run. So kind of following from this, you shared some ideas of things you have done, but what are some of the best marketing campaigns or initiatives that you've seen other SaaS companies run over the last month or two? Oh yeah. Um, so I'm glad you brought up the authenticity because that's a, a big part of, of the value I've seen in the marketing campaigns that I've noticed from people that are trying new things. Um, but generally anyone that's offering something free for uh, COVID relief workers or just generally free a uh, couple months. Um, I know Aftership is offering uh, just a free starter plan Slang is actually a tool that helps you learn very specific English. Um, so it's B2C, not B2B, uh, but they're offering a free English for disease control course, which I thought was really, really, a really interesting and unique way to market your, your service, your larger SaaS product um, right now in the, time, in the COVID times. Uh, but someone that I want to give a shout out to is uh, Ryan O'Hara at Lead IQ. His, his, uh, <laughs> outreach recently has been really on point um he's been doing as you mentioned really authentic little fireside chats where he's just talking about his day and, and what's going on in a really fun and entertaining way and and that's the kind of stuff that builds that human connection that i think's missing from so many large b2b SaaS companies that this it has more they have more of a corporate feel and i think now seeing people like ryan and um another guy that's doing great is uh, Sangram at Terminus. He's been doing LinkedIn lives just about every day, uh, just talking to people and sharing interesting marketing ideas. Um, that kind of human marketing is becoming so much more important right now because people are people are lonely and they're 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 looking out to they're looking at, to reach out to other people and get a little connection. And I think it's wonderful. I think it's really great authentic marketing that hopefully is going to you know path the way for enormous b2b entities that don't get it right now so uh, th those are some examples i found recently that of guys that are just they're doing really well they're clearly they clearly understand their customers and how to talk to them like real people yeah and i know ryan and sangram who you just mentioned there their content is often popping up on my feed on linkedin in particular so for sure they're reaching a pretty wide audience. Um, but I think we covered like a lot of different stuff here on opportunities during a economic recession, but are there any other things that SaaS companies can be doing that we haven't spoken about to make themselves stand out, grow, retain customers during a downturn? 
Yeah, I think something that I'm whenever whenever I'm talking to someone about how to Im- improve their marketing effectiveness in the SaaS space, I, I always say, "When's the last time you actually talked to a customer?" Um, usually, I'm talking to someone in marketing, and you'd be surprised at how often I get an answer that is something like three weeks ago, two weeks ago, a month ago. Um, I'm a firm believer that your success as a SaaS company is very highly correlated with the effectiveness and quality of the conversations you have with your customers. Um, So anyone that's struggling right now to market their product or is feeling like they're, they're maybe going to go under because they're, their people are churning like crazy. I would say, Hey, let's take a step back for a minute. Let's try and think about the customer. Let's talk to them. Let's, let's understand what they need right now. And if we can help them get what they want, maybe we'll get what we want. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Super good advice. And uh, Mark, I think this was super good, but we can now move on to our closing questions and our fast five challenge. So to wrap things up, I will ask you five questions and all you need to do is answer as quickly as possible. So are you ready? Ready to go. All right, let's do it. So question one, what's the one book you would recommend others to read? Don't Make Me Think by Steve Krug. All right, number two, a SaaS company you love and why? Uh, slab their positioning is really tight the moment i hit their site um, i was just it was immediately clear to me what they did and that is rare nowadays there was no esoteric language about technology or or achievements it was just we do x for y and i was blown away yeah it's kind of crazy that if you go to a SaaS website and then you can understand what the company does with reading the headline that (laughs) <laughs> that in itself is a win. So yeah, oh, yeah, that's good. A good reference point. Uh, third question, favorite place to read about marketing online? Yeah, mine's actually Reddit. Uh, oddly enough, the, the startups and just start subreddits to me are really packed with actionable advice that you can actually use. The entrepreneur subreddit sometimes is a little bit iffy on the quality, but uh, the startups and the just start ones are really authentic with like real insights about what you can do to land more customers. Yeah, I love it. Fourth question. Most important growth metric? Increase in net profitability. (laughs) It's a bit of a cop-out, but uh, I think it's easy to get lost in other numbers and vanity metrics at the end of the day. Keep an eye on that profitability. Yeah. And fifth and final question. Best piece of advice for fellow marketers? Yeah, I'm sure you can guess at this point, but it's talk to your customers. Get on the phone and talk to the customers. See what they want see what's valuable to them, help them get it. Awesome. Well, Mark, I have to say this was super good. And thank you so much for coming on the Growth Hub podcast. Thanks, Edward. It's been a pleasure. That was Mark McDougall on hidden opportunities for SaaS companies during an economic recession. Now you can find Mark on LinkedIn. And as ever, if you have any thoughts or feedback, then you're always welcome to reach out to me on Twitter at Nordic Edward or connect on LinkedIn. So thank you so much for listening to the Growth of Podcast brought to you by growth marketing agency, Advanced B2B. This is your host, Edward Ford, signing off and make sure you check out advancedb2b.com for more content and resources on everything B2B SaaS growth. It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different